are the recent offensive struggles we've seen from the old red leg something or nothing. We're going to discuss that on today's live Locked on Reds. Let's go. You are Locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked on Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host, Stephen Offenbaker. We are lifelong Cincinnati Reds fans that have turned an addiction into information for you. I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to join us and talking some Reds. Uh, We encourage you, if you're listening, hit us up on Twitter or check us out in the YouTube comment section as we are live here on this Friday. Drop your questions, drop your comments, because talking Reds is what we do. And we want to talk Reds with you. Lockdown Reds is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. And if you listen every day, let us know that you're an everydayer down in the comments section. By the way, on today's podcast, the lineup has struggled over the last couple of days. Is it something we should be worried about? And there is a veteran pitcher who is now on the market for the Reds to go get. I'm going to tell you why I think they should. And we're going to take your questions and comments. And I would love to know if you think the Reds should go get Madison Bumgarner. Before we get into today's episode, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's Game Time. And Steve, where we want to start today is the lineup not as different as we thought. You know, Jeff, there's there's extremes, right? And we saw this when the Reds opened up hot, everybody lost their mind. And there were people that were saying, you know, we talked about this off air, Jeff. The, they're going to win 80 games. They're going to win 90 games. They're going to score 100 runs a day. You know, that was never going to be the case. Right. And, and and you and I, you know, we'd we be as more optimistic than most. And you especially with your 75 win prediction. But... <laughs> Baseball, you know, it it ebbs and flows. It breathes. It you get better. You have a rough patch. You go on a winning streak. You go on a losing streak. You're hot. You slump. And the Reds are just kind of in a blah patch right now. And and that's to be expected in April. Listen, they have outperformed what I thought they could do in April because, as you know, and and we've seen this year after year after year, playing baseball at Great American Ballpark in the month of April is difficult. It's hard to play in the cold, crappy winter-ish weather that is April in Cincinnati. Uh, When things get warm, so does the team, at least offensively. So for them to have performed as well as they have so far tells me that summer is going to be a lot of fun. That's what, that's what I think of this lineup, Jeff. I think that this lineup is, is, is good. It's going to be entertaining. I've said it all along. They're fun to watch. And my opinion has not changed. No. And, and, and I agree with you. I don't think that this is a trend. I think this is just, a blip because I mean, baseball is a big picture sport. Like you, you cannot, there's no such thing as instant reaction in baseball. If you're reacting instantly, you're overreacting. And really that's, that goes for the entire season, but look at it this way in the Reds first eight games, they were four and four. And in their last 11 games, they're three and eight. They have maintained an average runs per game of four and a half all the way through. I was looking at this. I was just like, okay, why were they three and eight? Are they scoring less? No. In fact, they're scoring just as many runs per game during their three and eight stretch as they did during their four and four stretch. A little bit more of a pitching thing. We'll talk about that next week. 
but the only difference in the eight game start versus the last 11 is the fact that they've hit four home runs in the last 11 games, as opposed to 11 home runs in their first eight games. So there's been a power shift a little bit, but I don't look at that. And I say, this is one reason to look at this lineup and be like, oh, look, they're not going to do what we thought they were going to do. I still think this lineup is going to keep the Reds competitive all season long. I think so too. And we have to take some things into account, you know, that we, they played several games without Spencer steer, yes. uh, you know, some of these, some of these fill-ins or some of these temporary players, you know, opened up ab- absolutely on fire and have settled. They're not bad, but they've settled and it's just an adjustment period. I, I listen, Jeff, I'm not worried at all. I think that the guys that you're going to want to count on are going to be guys that you can count on all season long. We can count on Tyler Stevenson, whether he's hitting for power right now or not. The power will come people. I'm telling you, yeah. uh, you can count on Jake Fraley. Jake Fraley is going to be very good over the course of the season. I think he showed us enough. Now the sample size is big enough to know that the player that he became while he was away on that rehab assignment and, and the adjustments that he made, that was real. Yeah. That's the guy he really is, the one that came back. So you can count on him, even if you can only count on him against right-handed pitching, uh, which remains to be seen. Uh, can you count on TJ Friedel? I am starting to think so. Uh, yes. Even if even if he doesn't uh, get three hits every single day, uh, one of them infield bunt singles and make everybody that's old school so happy, uh, he's still going to be somebody you can count on. Uh, is Jonathan India going to continue to be the rookie of the year type Jonathan India I think he is look at him just just the eye test on Jonathan India tells you this is going to be a better year than last year Uh, and then we're still waiting for guys to arrive so you know if you're if you're already throwing in the towel listen the Reds have more than doubled their win total from last (laughs) April right They're twice as good this year as they were last year. There is no reason for anybody to be, you know, playing the gif of throw in the towel. We're not there yet. No, no, it's far too early to be throwing in the towel. But also, I mean, you kind of said it like there's reasons to be a little bit pessimistic right now. And if you're looking for those reasons, then you're probably not going to agree with most of what we say about the Reds. But yeah, Tyler Stevenson hasn't had the power. He has 17 hits this season. 14 of them are singles. The other three are only doubles. So people are looking for more from him. I think he's going to show it here soon. And then also Jake Fraley has had a little bit of a struggle over these last 10 games, but lest we forget, he is doing the one thing that we always say is a good indicator that he's still hitting well. He's still seeing the ball well. And that is he has, he's limiting the strikeouts in the last 10 games. He has eight strikeouts and he has six walks. So, I mean, we're, we're not talking about a guy that, is just not seeing the ball well at all. And you mentioned Jonathan India. Jonathan India, for me, is just absolutely insane so far this season. I don't think we talk about him enough. I mean, he has absolutely settled in to that leadoff spot. We talked about him knowing his role. There's a difference between knowing his role and performing his role. And he's performing his role so fantastically. Leads this team in OPS Plus with 135. He's getting on base almost 43% of the time. That is insane. And that's, that's period. That's not over a 10 game stretch. That's not over a certain period. That's since the season began to now he's almost getting on base 43% of the time, which if you like me and you want to be even more optimistic means he's almost getting on base 50% of the time, but still we're talking about an amazing performance from him and the lineup's just going to follow suit behind him. 
Well, it sets the table, right? That's what we talk about from that guy in the leadoff spot. Yep. Somebody that can get up there and set the table and get on base and, and be a, provide RBI opportunities for those that come after. Uh, Jonathan India is embracing that role, and, and he's delivering uh, very well. You know, as you mentioned, OPS plus, 35% above league average right now. Now, is he going to be 35% better the whole season? He could be. That's kind of what's exciting about him right now. Yeah. That could be who he is the entire year. This is one of those players that, it, you know, not like how Jason Vossler, as an example, opened up hot, was a world beater. But you could look at that and know, okay, that's not going to maintain for 162 games. That's just not how that's going to be. But with the way that Jonathan India is playing right now, it's a reasonable expectation to say that he'll finish the year somewhere between 125 and 135 in OPS plus that's not that big of ask for what he has shown us he's capable of I believe that and then you add on the fact that you know we talk about a guy who can set the table but how do the Reds follow him up they've got a one-two punch and I believe in TJ Friedel I think that this is what the Reds are going to have out of him all season long he's hitting over 300 he's gotten 122 OPS plus probably not I mean he's probably more like a 110 OPS plus guy but even still I will take that out of uh, TJ Friedel, but the thing that gets me, and and if you're hitting behind Jonathan India, he's going to be on base. TJ Friedel with runners on base is hitting 379, and he has an on base of 47 percent of the time. If somebody's on base, TJ Friedel's getting on base behind that guy 47 percent of the time. That is an amazing one-two punch, and it's something that gets lost in the fact that they got shut out by the Rays twice, and they only scored three runs against the Pirates, and really, it was three runs against people not named Rollins and Contreras because he was pitching like a man possessed yesterday. So I, I look at this and I say, if you're pessimistic about the lineup now, you're selectively looking at this lineup, and you're not seeing the big picture. No, because I mean, you just you just outlined it really well. The, those top two guys are going to get on base, and now you yeah. bring in immediately following them, Spencer Steer batting third. Follow him up with Tyler Stevenson, and you've got guys that can drive those runs in, whether it's home runs or, or gap shots. Uh, you know what I like about TJ Friedel, and you know Barry Larkin keeps hitting on it. I think just because it's a fun a fun phrase to say during a broadcast or whatever. But that whole chaos comment. Yes. Uh, when you when you watch TJ Friedel bat with runners on. It's, it's really kind of true. Whenever they show the defense, it's kind of looks like chaos. The defenders don't quite know where to position themselves because they've got to hold these runners that both have the ability to steal. Mm -hmm. They've got to hold these runners and, and they've got to defend, you know, they've got to defend against the butt at the same time. So you can't, you can't cover and prevent India from stealing and defend the butt. And even if you run the windmill, which we haven't seen in years, and it's great to see old school like baseball windmills back on on the infield, but uh, it really is kind of chaotic for these defenses to figure out exactly where to position themselves to take away that threat of a butt. No better example of chaos ball than the double steal yesterday that Austin Hedges just had no clue. Like he, he made the catch of the pitch and he looks up and he's like, oh, they, they were on first and second, and now they're on second and third. All right, well, I'll throw it back to the pitcher now. That was amazing to see. And if Spencer Steer hits that ball, like his hit, he got he got the barrel on the ball, and if he hits it just a little bit in either direction, that is a game-tying double. 
maybe game tying, probably game tying double, but game tying double instead of a sack fly that gets the Reds within one run. So just a little bit of differences there and the Reds could have maybe even won that game. I don't know, but the, the lineup is fine. They've just hit a rough patch and that happens. I mean, it's a long season. It's baseball. That's going to happen. You know, Steve, <laughs> speaking of rough patches, there's a veteran pitcher who has found a rough patch in his career and he is now available for the Reds to go get. Uh, coming up, we're going to discuss if Madison Bumgarner is right for the Reds. Before right, we get into that, though, I want to tell you about one of our up. sponsors today, and that is Game Time. Game Time is the absolute perfect app to get yourself some last second tickets. I always tell people if you're looking for tickets to the game, get on game time right now. In fact, I use game time today. You'll notice I'm wearing it. It's playoff hockey time in Cincinnati. The Cyclones are playing the Fort Wayne Comets and I got my tickets off of game time. You're going to find yourself the best last minute deals anywhere on the game time app. You can go to game time, uh, and enter the promo code locked on MLB to get $20 off your first order. Plus game time has the game time guarantee, which means you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less on a different app, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. That is how confident they are. Plus you can get uh, sports tickets to the reds, to the Bengals, to the cyclones, to FC Cincinnati, to the Bearcats, whether you're talking about football or basketball, you can get theater tickets, comedy, uh, all kinds of great stuff around town. Game time has you covered. Plus, I once did this on a road trip to Pittsburgh when the Reds played the Pirates, got last second tickets uh, there at PNC Park. So snag yourself some tickets at game time today. Remember, use the promo code locked on MLB to save $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. You know, tonight the Reds and the Pirates square off at 6.35 p.m. Eastern time. Graham Ashcraft is pitching for just the second time in his career at PNC Ballpark. And you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Reds. Thanks, as always, for making Lockdown Reds your first listen every day. Every day is coming up on Monday. We're going to talk some trash with our friend Ethan Smith over at Lockdown Pirates. I, I just, you know, I hope that the Reds give us some trash to talk. I mean, if they don't, I'm not doing that show. I'm sick <laughs> that day. I uh, cannot. I cannot listen to Ethan beat me up for a whole half hour show. I, we'll the, I, I'm going to have laryngitis that day. We'll win the we'll win the next three games. It'll be it'll be OK. Um, but, you know, Steve, I've got a thought. And it's funny because I tweeted this out because I thought it'd be an interesting thought. And oh, my gosh, the bipolar nature of the responses to this tweet just had me. I had to do a segment about this because Madison Bumgarner, I think, would be perfect for this starting rotation. Now, I'm not saying Derek Johnson's going to resurrect his career and he's going to be the Madison Bumgarner of old who was out there winning World Series MVPs. I'm not saying the Reds should move mountains to go get this guy, but I am saying that this move would save the bullpen. And I think there is some validity to his availability for the Reds because I don't think teams are knocking down his door for them to come pitch for him in their playoff chases. 
So let's clarify where we're at with him. I know that uh, he was designated. Has he been officially released? Is he out there already? He's, I think he's still on waivers. I think he's got like one more day. Okay, so let me start there. As long as he costs anything as far as capital in the way oh. of prospects, they cannot trade for him. Zero percent chance. I don't think anyone will, to be honest. Zero percent chance. Yeah. Now, assuming that nobody does trade for him and they do in fact cut him and pay him his money and he goes about his way, he basically can sign a league minimum deal at that point because he just made $34 million. (laughs) So we're talking about mad bum at league minimum with the diamondbacks paying most of the bill. That's better than Connor Overton. Yeah. That's better than Luis Sessa. Yeah. It's better than the half-hearted chance that they gave Levi Stout. He'll be back too, but yes. No, I agree. Then I don't see the bad in this, Jeff. Um, and here, what's and, the bad? What's the bad? Okay, so the bad, and, and most people are probably saying this in the comments section, the bad is his personality is not really that great, right? Like, we know Madison Baumgartner, he's kind of a jerk. I think there's plenty of jerks. Is, that, is that the word? Is that the word people use for him, Jeff? I, I, you know, sure. not a very nice person. <laughs> That's the We're word to that you're going to use. We're trying I got gotcha. um, But when it comes to his personality off the field, people are like, oh, no, I don't want him anywhere near this clubhouse. You know who the Reds brought in a couple of years ago? Yeah, exactly. Bumgarner does not fit the vibe. He doesn't give off that, fun vibes like the rest that of the That from team. Zwinks there, Bumgarner doesn't fit the vibe. Yeah. I think there, there's the negative, right? There's the negative. He doesn't fit the vibe. What you need to do if you're Nick Crawl, you call him, you say, here's the deal. I know you're not getting that many offers. Playoff teams probably aren't coming to call in to see if you want to kill them, help them pitch. We need somebody to eat innings, period. We paid Mike Miner $10.5 million last year to do that. We can pay you $1.5 million to do that. You come, you pitch six innings every fifth day or every sixth day, because I have a thought about that too. Uh, and yeah, uh, every, you know, every time out there, you're going to throw six innings. If you give up 10 runs, whatever, if you give up one run, that's cool too, but you're going to pitch six innings. And this is how you save the bullpen because the bullpen has just been overtaxed recently. They continue to be thrown out there, which by the way, shout out to Luke Weaver on a much better. He, he fit my expectation. what I say? Six innings, four runs. It's exactly what he did. Hate the fact that, you know, they ended up losing because they just couldn't support that. But still, like, I look at this and I say, if Luke Weaver can do that, and if Madison Bumgarner can do that, then you call up a rookie, you set up a six-man rotation, you get some guys going on this, and then you got two guys who can just take a beating every time they get out there. Well, what do you say to this? Uh, the quirky picker Chad checks in in a comment section and says, isn't putting Mad Bum on this team this year the equivalent of putting Mike Miner on the team last year? For much cheaper for the Reds. I mean, obviously Arizona is going to eat the money and that's the whole thing. In this. So, so don't you don't, you don't particularly care about results. You just want no. somebody that can go out there and, and eat those innings versus somebody that can't and then blow up the bullpen. Right. You're... And let's, and let's look at this too, because I'm thinking of this in a com- a comparison way. A couple of years ago, the Reds traded Devin Mezzarocco, who we weren't getting anything out of for Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey at the time was a mess on the field, off the field. He was a mess in New York city. And when he came here, there were a lot of questions like, how's he going to fit? Is this going to work? Is this a waste of time? Did we just trade Devin Mesoraco and cash? Cause the reds actually gave cash to the Mets in this trade, uh, for nothing. 
Matt Harvey ended up pitching 24 games, averaged over five innings a start, and he had a four and a half ERA. I remember people being mad that Matt Harvey wasn't extended. Yeah. <laughs> when he left Cincinnati. I, now, I remember that. Right. Now, I'm not saying we're going to do that with Madison. Madison Bumgarner is not going to come here and endear himself. I mean, we've talked about it. His personality is not endearing. So I look at this and I say, we need someone who can save the bullpen. Madison Bumgarner can do that. Should there be a bidding war? Whatever. Reds bow out. There's no reason to get into a bidding war about Madison Bumgarner. And, and if he's got other options, sure, he's probably going to take those other options. I don't think he's going to have a myriad of options here. I think he's looking at, all right, I do I still want to pitch? Yes, who's out there? Probably the Reds, Tigers, Royals, you know, bad teams that aren't playing for the playoffs. So maybe the Reds could get him in this. And I think that that would fit the bill of what we've been looking for since free agency. Give us a veteran pitcher who can go out there and we're not going to hurt his feelings if we leave him out there to get beat up. Well, one thing's for sure, you're right. Madison Bumgarner added to the pitching staff would definitely help save the bullpen. And if I hear you right, that's all you think he needs to do. All right, coming up, our viewers have questions and comments, Jeff. Uh, They've got thoughts, and we've probably got answers, maybe. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But before we talk about that, let's talk about Ultimate Baseball GM. Ultimate Baseball GM is the coolest game around right now. You know, I've always thought that I would be a great Major League Baseball general manager. And as it turns out, it's not that easy, not at all. If you've had the same thought and have fantasized about managing your own franchise, go and download Ultimate Baseball GM immediately. The game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise, playing through seasons and leading your franchise and fans to glory as you build a historic dynasty. In the simulation, you're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff, managing team finances, scouting and drafting players, uh, managing difficult personalities and injuries, uh, navigating your franchise through free agency and all of the ups and downs of a season Uh, all this in a challenging and realistic game world ultimate baseball gm is completely free and it's playable offline you don't need an internet connection after you've downloaded it so you can play on the go as you want and when you want Locked on Red listeners are going to get a hundred percent free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com or you can scan the QR code right there on the corner of your screen if you're watching us on YouTube. Uh, it's easy to look up in the app stores as well. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. All right, we've told you before, the Reds and the Pirates play tonight at 6.35 p.m. Eastern Time. Jonathan India will see if he can keep dominating Pirates pitching as he has a career. 318 batting average against them. You can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Reds. Also, uh, you can follow the podcast on all podcasting platforms, including right here on YouTube. Click subscribe, click notification. You won't miss a beat. Uh, Also, make sure you're following both Jeff and I on Twitter between shows. You can follow me at S. Offenbaker with two Fs. You can follow Jeff at Jeff Carr with three Fs because, as I've always told you, spelling is hard for him. And you can follow the show 
at Locked on Reds. All right, Jeff, this is the exciting time of the show. We are going to get into the question and comments, and let's do this a little old school or at least off-season style. We'll do a little bit of segment three here for the audio folks, wrap that part up, and then keep on keeping on with the questions and comments, which will come out audio-wise as a bonus episode a little bit later in the day. And for the live viewers, we'll just keep on keeping going. I'm in on that. And I actually have a question. I want to throw this up right now because it's somebody who I've seen talked about a lot on Twitter and some, some interesting thoughts are out there about him. Matt McLean has been killing it in the minor so far. Shout out to Ryan, uh, with Barrero struggling, it would be nice to see him get the call. I know that so you're funny. in the camp of this. You wanted to see him like on opening day. I had this question pulled up as well. That was where I was going first. <laughs> No, Matt McClain should come up today. Um, and I and, and listen, at this point, I really don't care who they send send down to get him up here. Yeah. But he needs to be up here. Um, he can give you uh, time at shortstop. He can give you time at second base. And he can give you time in center field. He can play all three of those positions. It looks to me like uh, the best possible lineup kind of ends up with Spencer Steer moving to the outfield, Matt McClain eating some innings in the outfield and playing some second base, and Nick Senzel playing third base, which – Good God, I didn't see we think we'd get there this season, but here we are. So for me, Matt McClain, he there's nothing left for him to show us in the minors. Um, no. Maybe if you're in the crowd of, well, he needs to be a little more consistent and you really want to leave a guy down there for three more weeks to show you that what he's showing you right now is what he's going to show you. Did I say that right? Maybe so. <laughs> Just bring him to Cincinnati and let's see how he does. Um imagining the Zach Galifianakis gif of like exactly. all the numbers going around and stuff. Uh, no, 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 I I'm with you. And it's something that he told you in his interview with you last season, where he was like, you know, I kind of got ahead of myself. I was worried too much about power. Sounds a little bit familiar. Sounds a little bit like Jonathan India a little bit. And he's gotten back to what he used to do. He's just trying to have good at bats, gritty at bats, take it, the pitch where it gets, uh, take the pitch as it comes. And I, th I think the way that he, is able to just kind of bounce back because last year there were so many questions about the strikeout total and about his low batting average because he's more of a batting average guy than a power guy anyway. And now he's bounced back very nicely. I'm with you. I would like to see him. And I'm starting to wonder because I'm the one that keeps saying every time that Jose Barrero gets a hit, I'm just like, oh, there it is. He's, he's, he's going to figure it out. I just don't think he is like, I mean, Ronzi Contreras bounced a slider on him the other day and he swung at it. Like, I, I think that we have seen what we're going to see from Jose Barrero. And I hate to say that, but I'm kind of there. I'm kind of, I, I think I'm in the camp where I'm not going to get fooled by a double down the line or something like that by him. It's it, what does he do over the course of a nice stretch? And right now over the course of 19 games, it ain't very good. No, it's not. It's it's almost a tease at this point. Like just every mm -hmm. time we're ready to walk away, he's like, but wait, 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 <laughs> yeah. wait, don't go. Don't go. But wait, and there's then, more. There's not. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I, I think I'm with you. Um, it, it, It's Matt McClain's time. He, he has nothing left to prove. It's, it's time to bring him up. Uh, Jimmy McFarlane checks in. Jimmy, how are you? He says, here's a thought. Let's flip TJ and India in the order. Uh, that way, Spencer Steer sees more fastballs hitting in the three hole. Bring up McLean. The lineup needs a spark. All right. Well, I don't. Six of like one, half a dozen are. of the other. I, I, I like it yeah. where it is, too. I mean, I, I hear you, Jimmy. Try to create as most, much opportunity as possible for for Spencer Steer, but I, I like the way this works. And Matt McClain comes up. He's definitely going to be a seven, eight, nine guy for the first, you know, third 
of his time in Cincinnati, at least until he proves that he's still got it at the big league level and giving him a uh, least amount of pressure adjustment period. No. And, and, and I think that McLean would fit nicely into this lineup. The, the bottom of the lineup, I was watching them last night and it's like, they came up in the ninth inning. You had, I mean, Will Myers is hitting six, so it's not like the bottom bottom, but you had Will Myers, you had Nixon Zell. They were swinging for power. It's like, just, just get on base, just get mm-hmm. on and let the dudes who can do that. Let the dudes who can swing for power do that. We don't have a lot of guys in this lineup. I just said four homers in the last 11 games. If we had guys with power, we would be seeing more than four home runs in 11 games. That's just not what the reds do. The reds got to play kind of like the guardians played last year where they don't hit a lot of home runs, but they score because they get them on, they get them over and they get them in. Malachi Hayes says, will it be hard to extend Jonathan India uh, even if he has an all-star year because of his agent? He doesn't have Scott Boris for an agent. That's the only reason I would say the agent would be a problem. So I, I think that it'll be easy to extend. I think that's why he needs to be the next guy. Like we're seeing that he's figured it out. We're seeing that he knows who he is. Lock him into that. Say, all right, we love what you're doing. Keep doing that for the next six, seven years. And we'll be good to go. Cause I think they could do a similar deal. Maybe it might be a little bit more expensive than what they gave to Hunter green, just because Jonathan India has proved it a little bit more, but they could have like an incentives laden thing, like make all-star games, uh, you know, finish high in MVP voting, things like that. And you could jump your, you could jump your, your base salary up. Cause that's what I was reading about Hunter green. Like if he wins a Cy Young, he jumps his base salary in his final two years of his contract by 2 million. If he finishes second in the Cy Young, he jumps it by 750 K. If he makes an all-star game, he jumps it by 200 K like things like that. Like put those in the contract. And then when he's eaten, you're eaten too. And, and those are obtainable escalators, yeah. by the way, he's going to make an all-star team. Uh, yeah. it, it may not be this year, but Why he's going to make an all-star team. Yeah. Uh, will he get, Will he get first or second place in Cy Young if he continues to develop? Absolutely, he could. So those are very, those are obtainable. Uh, And, you know, I'm for the finding the silver linings, Jeff. Uh, Chad, the quirky picker, I like where he's thinking because as bad as he says, as bad as the Reds are, they're only one game behind the evil empire that is the St. Louis Cardinals. Right. And, and I, I am in the camp that the Pirates are going to be better this year. I don't think that their current trajectory is what is sustainable for them, but it's nice that they're getting off to such a hot start. But I I still think that the Pirates will be a little bit better than they were last season, but I still think that the Reds can match up well with them, especially with O'Neill Cruz out. Let's jump to Jim's comment here. He says he's worried about Tyler Stevenson. Uh, Jim says Stevenson has taken very many fastballs right down the middle when it screams swing. Mm. Uh, he says, I thought for sure that with runners on third, he would be ready to hammer that first pitch. Uh, you know, I think Tyler Stevenson's swing is still a work in progress. And I think that we've not seen the ceiling of Tyler Stevenson. I think he's still going to continue to develop and get better. As I keep telling you people, the power will come. The swing is still being tweaked. I, 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 it's not large noticeable changes, but I've seen some differences in how he approaches pitchers um, at bat to at bat when you're just watching him. And I think some of that weighs into things like Jim's talking about with him missing, you know, what we all would say is an obvious 
strike down the middle. I mean, hitting is hard. There's a reason they don't let Jeff and I on the field during the game. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm not worried about Stevenson yet. Are you worried at all not about yet, what you've no. seen so I, far? I mean, the the slugging is a bit concerning, the fact that he's only slugging 309. But I think that is an early season aberration. Just like, you know, guys who are slugging off the charts right now, that's going to come down. There's There's a, you know, the old saying of water always finds its level. That's what happens in baseball. The season is long enough that those kind of things can improve or, you know, kind of fall apart a little bit if they're too high or too low. And I, I think that Tyler Stevenson's slugging percentage is going to increase dramatically. And by the end of the season, it's going to look about where we thought it would be. All right, Jeff, let's do this for the YouTube people. Stay right here, we're going to continue with the questions and the comments. For the audio listeners, Jeff is going to wrap us up for this edition of the Locked on Reds podcast audio feed. Uh, and then watch your feeds because coming out a little bit later as a bonus episode will be the Q&A that we're going to do on YouTube right now. Take us away, Jeffrey. Thanks again for checking us out here on this episode of Locked On Reds. Make sure now you check out uh, Locked On Fantasy Baseball as they've got you covered and they can help you win your league with great analysis on ads, drops, starts, sits. That's Locked On Fantasy Baseball. It's just like Locked On Reds, free and available on all platforms because we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. And coming up Monday, make sure you check out our trash talk, hopefully, with Ethan Smith from Locked On Pirates because we're going to be Locked On Reds every single day.